Hello, connected parents. So screens, big, big part of our lives, an even bigger part of our lives um, than they were before the pandemic. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week, and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So right now, um, kids are on screens a lot. Many kids go to school uh, online. Uh, Some kids are half the day online, the rest of the time at school. Uh, But lots of programs... um, are online and in addition to that there's lockdowns in many many places so regular uh, even social distancing playdates are not possible right now so screens remain the only way that kids can connect to one another so what I'd like to talk about in this episode is how to help us not just our kids us move away uh, from our dependence on screens they're they're a part of our life they're not going anywhere but if we could reduce the number uh, of time the number of hours that we spend on them and spend time on our inner screens. That would make a big difference. So that's what I want to talk about today. So here's how I'd like to think people think about it. Um, Everything you own, your car, your house, your computers, your clothes, um, everything we do, everything we touch began in someone's imagination first. So that inner screen where we can imagine how something would look, when we can invent things, when we can create, when we can use all of our internal energy to see how something should look, to come up with amazing ideas. Uh, That's our inner screen. And because all of us are spending so much time looking at physical screens, we don't always think about how important it is to pay attention to that internal screen. So what we think about, what we imagine, what we worry about, what we focus on is actually a tremendous part of our reality. And if we can use this time to help ourselves and help our kids realize this, it could be really, really magical. So having a conversation with your kids about that, you know, that, you know, if they're sitting on a chair, that chair you're sitting on, the computer you're playing on, somebody thought that up first. That thing existed in someone's imagination first. And imagination is one of the things that we don't nurture enough in our children, and that was pre-pandemic. So one of the unique opportunities of being home uh, more and not being able and not all, you know, being in the car and driving to programs and, and being on the go all the time is that we do have more time uh, to spend on the things that we love. So they're not going to like this idea. They're going to hate this idea. But all of my families, when I've had them change the focus a little bit to, um, using imagination to, you know, pulling out the Lego and coloring and arts and crafts and actual physical, tangible things that you're moving and creating with. Um, I can't, I can't think of a family actually who didn't say what a change in my child. I cannot believe the difference. It's a huge difference. And even with us putting the phones down, having blackout periods, uh, getting off the screens, getting outside, going for a walk, uh, being present 
uh, in nature is actually really, really important for our mental health. So I like to teach kids when I work with them how important that internal screen actually is. In fact, when I do a lot of work with kids, when I work on anxiety, for example, or emotional regulation or anger management issues with kids, we do all the work first in our heads. So all of the work is done in the imagination first. This is particularly important with anxiety because when you give an an anxious child strategies to work on their anxiety, the first thing they do is they panic. They panic because they don't want to use any strategies that are going to make the anxiety go away because the anxiety is telling them, you need me, you need to be afraid, you need to be thinking these scary thoughts or um, the thing that you're going to be afraid of actually happens. So a lot of the work that I do with kids is all internal first. So we use the internal screen to imagine things going differently, to see things going in a different way. So here's a few strategies that we can try for ourselves, but also teach our kids. If your child has had a bad day, things didn't go right, and they're upset about it at night, and that's normally when all of us um, kind of review our day, and then we start to go over and over it, and we start to worry about it, and regret, and wish, and do all of those things. After you've listened, and you've mirrored, and you use the calm technique, which is just standard, that happens first, and if you're just tuning in, and you're not sure what that is, listen to the first three podcasts in this Uh, series. And that will help you understand what that is. But really that deep listening, that real connection, because only then, only after you've done that, can you move on to something that's more action oriented. And then you have your child close their eyes and imagine a screen, imagine a nice big movie screen right in front of them and have them replay the day, have them go over the day from the time they woke up. But this time replay the day, the way they wished it went. So how they would have behaved or how they wish a friend would have treated them or how they would have done on something at school or how they would have done in their video game, whatever it is, have them replay it. Now, kids have wonderful imaginations. This is harder for us. This is a muscle, though. You can practice this. You can get better and better at this. And the more you do this yourself, um, the better you'll get at it. But kids are pretty good at it. That's why they can play imaginary games and be right in the you know, the airplane or the battlefield or wherever they are in their game. So it's much easier for kids, but have them go through and replay their day. And if you want, you can replay your day beside them. You can say, you know what, I'm going to replay my day. I'm going to pick out the things that I didn't like about my day and I'm going to replay the day. Now, what's so lovely about this technique is the part of the brain that freaks out and panics and gets upset and sends out the, the biochemical response to that doesn't know the difference between something that you're imagining and something that's actually happening. So when you replay your day, you're going to release chemicals like serotonin and oxytocin, positive, pleasant reward chemicals that actually feel better in the body, resetting mood and helping the child fall asleep, feeling quite a bit better. So I love to use the uh, replay the day as a fantastic strategy. Let's say you're talking to your child and they're, they had an argument with their sibling. And they're really upset about it. Of course, after you have used the calm technique and you've connected and you've deeply listened, now you can use the screen, have them close their eyes, pull up the screen and imagine the fight going a completely different way. Um, Exactly the way they wished it would have gone. They would have been heard. It would have been resolved or they didn't hit or they apologized to each other, however they want. You don't even have to worry about what they're saying. Just have them replay it in their mind. 
Again, you're matching those chemicals. And what you're also doing is you're creating a space in the brain um, where they have had experience with this. And the brain, the part of the brain that regulates, doesn't know that this is something you're making up and imagining. It thinks it's a memory. So now you're creating something that the brain can access and go, oh, I've had an experience where this has gone differently. I can do that. So you're removing some of the limiting beliefs. Let's say your child is really down and having a really hard time. And many, many children are right now. Many of the kids that I work with, and I work with kids all around the world who are normally, you know, much more positive and feeling better are really struggling, especially the teenagers. They're just kind of saying things like school is so boring. There's nothing fun anymore. They're missing hugging their friends and jostling around and sports teams and um, dances and Oh, it's so heartbreaking. It's hard. There, and there are so many people struggling and going through really terrible times right now. But on a, on a very collective level, kids are missing their life before and they're aware of it and they're starting to kind of drop into it and just be like, whatever, I don't know when this is going to get better. And they're feeling quite down and, and quite depressed. So one of the things you can do is, again, you can use your imagination. So have, have yourself and your child, you can, you can do a collective screen, uh, replay a, a family vacation or some great memories from the summer or um, some really hilarious things that happened at school last year. You can encourage them to go back and revisit some of those really good memories and relive them on their internal screen. Now, some kids are really emotional and overthinkers. And as you try to rewrite the screen, they're going to say, I can't, I can't, I can only see it this negative way. So don't, don't force this. If this isn't working for your child, then don't use it. Or you might want to wait, put it on the shelf and, and pull it off the shelf at a different time when your child is in a little bit of a better space. Um, but teaching your child that you can travel anywhere. You can go anywhere. You can travel back in time, forward in time. You can um, imagine places in the world. What do you, you know, what do you imagine Rome would look like? Have, um, have moments where you're helping your child exercise their imagination. Now, here are two tips, one for you and one for your child. Actually, it's the same one, but I want, I want you to also be using this. For us, um, imagination is actually a really important thing in terms of creation, but it's also important in terms of, of mental health and happiness. And there's not a lot of people talking about this, but what you are imagining and thinking about when you're lying in bed and you're running through this internal screen in your mind, what's on your screen? And if you are replaying things that went wrong, things you don't have, things other people have that you don't, times where your family let you down, times when your spouse didn't do what you asked, once again, this happened, and this is what we're replaying on our screen. Remember again that the midbrain doesn't know this isn't actually happening again. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't understand that you're just reliving it. It thinks it's happening again, which means it's going to send all of the biochemicals out. This is psychoneurobiology. It's going to send cortisol and adrenaline that are going to be racing around your body, and you're going to be reliving and re-experiencing those moments. So you want to take the time to take your focus and focus on something else. Focus on things that you do have. Focus on things that you do like. Um, focus on things that went right. Force your brain to focus on those things and project those on your internal screen. 
You're also changing your biochemistry. So this is really important. If this is hard for you and your imagination's a little rusty, which for a lot of adults it is, um, there are ways that you can practice. So you can, when you fall asleep at night or if you want to try a little meditation, pick a place. And I've talked, this, I've talked about this before in other podcasts. Maybe it's a childhood home. Maybe it's a cottage or a camp you went to. Maybe it's a wonderful vacation that you had. Maybe it's your garden in the summer. It doesn't really matter. But somewhere that it's, it's mostly, well, it's as positive as it can be so that there's no negative um, memories or upsets associated with that place. And then close your eyes, get comfortable and walk through that place. And it's nice. It helps to see your feet or see your hands when you're opening a doorknob or walking through a childhood home, open drawers, look in cupboards, walk through the rooms. You will be amazed at what starts to flood your mind. You'll remember things that were on the mantelpiece. You'll remember paintings that were on the wall. You'll remember colors of couches and rugs. It will really come back, which is amazing. And as you move through that space, you're exercising your ability to control where your mind goes. So there's a dual purpose here. One is to help you control what's actually on the internal screen. So it actually can be a benefit for you. But also you're actually learning how to control the direction of your mind, which means when you are trying to focus on what's neutral, what's positive, what's good. When you are trying to focus on where you have abundance versus lack, you're going to have an easier time doing that. So sharing this with your child is a really important skill. And around the age of about 12, children start to lose that natural ability to imagine. It's so easy to see um, whatever it is they were imagining when they were seven and eight and nine. And at 12, and we can remember this, if you think back to that age where you were you know, trying to play with your dolls or your Barbies or your guys or whatever you were playing with, um, it became really hard to see them. And that's because our frontal lobe really kicks on at that stage and that sort of magical uh, imaginary world where it was very fluid starts to fade a little bit, but it doesn't have to. So having your children practice that and spend time in their inner world, spend time focusing on what's on their internal screens will help them keep this ability. And it's a really powerful, healthy, uh, protective and wonderful ability. So see if you can introduce this to, into your own internal life and have conversations with your children about it. Um, it's quite a wonderful thing. It's a great thing to exercise and it's a really, really strong mental health tool. Hi, I'm Barrett Kaleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.